We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, we are in our final, um, final message of our series, Neighborhood Hope Dealers. How many have been enjoying this series? Come on, make some noise if you've been enjoying it. I have been enjoying this series. It's sad to say we're ending the series today, but we are not ending the movement. Come on now. We will continue to be neighborhood hope dealers. For those of you who are new or maybe it's your first time here and you haven't really been a part of this series, God kind of shifted some things at the beginning of June for us and when we kicked off this series. And we just really feel like we're in a new season in our church. And and uh, we've been looking at this series, Neighborhood Hope Dealers, and you, we've really been looking at what is the mission, what is the vision that God has called us to as a church. And, and God has done a lot of cool things and great things in the last several years here, but how many of you know that there is always more with God? You believe that? There's always more with God. And so, so we've, there, there's been some things that have shifted in this church in the last several weeks, and I'm so excited to bring you the last message of this series, and I believe God is going to speak to our hearts today. Would you lean in with me in the next 30 minutes? Would you lean in a little bit? Because I believe he's going to speak to your hearts. What we've been looking at in this series is um, that God wants to fill this place. God wants to fill this house. Someone say, God wants to fill this house. You see, every seat represents a person. Every seat represents a soul. And as long as heaven and hell are a reality, then that seat matters. It matters to God. And he put throughout his, his book, he wrote a book. You know, God wrote a book, best-selling author of all time, by the way. God wrote a book and he puts throughout that book that I want to see my house filled. Someone say filled. He wants it filled. He wants it filled. Well, I just think the church needs to stop growing. We've had a lot of growth. No, 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 no. No, you're not going to like heaven then. It's going to be a lot of people. A lot of people. And, uh, and so God has this dream, this vision for his house to be filled. And so the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at a few things that we're praying that God would fill this house with. Week number one, we looked at this. God, would you fill this house with broken people? God, would you fill this house with broken people? And then the next week, we looked at this thought, God, would you fill this house with love people? Someone say love people. people. So God, we want you to fill this house with broken and hurting people. And God, we want you to fill this house with people who who love and will do something about those who are hurting and broken. Amen? Um, Then last week we looked at this. God, would you fill this house with people who give hope to the next generation? You know, our kids, our students, our, the young adults of this generation, you know, we need to create atmospheres and environments for them to grow and to feel like, man, this is, this is cool. I can serve Jesus. I come to church and I, I'm accepted here, right? 
And so we looked at the fact that sometimes we've got to put away our personal preferences of the way church should be done because one day we're going to hand this off to the next generation. One day they're going to carry on a legacy and we want to hand it off in good shape to them. And so those are the three uh, messages so far. And if you, if, if you need to get caught up, check out the podcast and you get caught up in the series. But today I want to move forward and talk to you about the fourth thing that I'm praying God to fill this place with. You look at Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. It says this, in your what? Presence, presence is fullness of joy. Beautiful things are always in your right hand. In your presence, God, is fullness of joy. Beautiful things are always in your right hand. I'm praying today that God would fill this place with his presence. God, will you fill this house with your presence? I mean, really, without his presence, what good is it if we gather together? We, we need the presence of God. Without it, we are nothing. Without it, these singers and musicians are nothing. It's just a gift. It's just a talent. But when the presence of God comes through the microphone, when the presence of God drops in the place, things begin to change. And I want to talk to you about that today. God, fill this house with your presence. God, would you fill this house? Because if he doesn't show up, When it's time for me to speak, it's just man's words and not God's words. And I have very little to offer without his presence speaking through me. We need the presence of God to saturate every space and every place here today and every Sunday, every time we meet together. And here's why. Here's why. Here's why we need it. Because when God's presence comes in the room, nothing can remain the same. Can I preach to you today? This isn't a normal message, three points and whatever that I have. My preaching lab teacher would probably mark an F on this message, but I feel like preaching today and I feel like flowing with what God has told me to preach preach to you today. Are you with me? So if you're new here, I apologize in advance. I get a little excited about the presence of God because I have seen countless lives changed when the presence of God comes in. I have seen addictions broken when the presence of God comes in. That's why I so firmly stand behind Valley of Grace because it's faith-based. It's faith-based. They're inviting the presence of God to break strongholds, to break addictions in people's lives. And we, we, we need the presence of God. And you need to know today that God is here. He's here. Every time we meet, he's here. The Bible talks about Emmanuel, and it means God is with us. Someone say he's with us. Like right now, he's here. Like that feeling that some of you have during worship, that, that's the presence of God. That moment when tears just start streaming down your face and you don't know, that's the presence of, he's here. And he's not weird. People are weird. See, people have given the Holy Spirit or the presence of God such a weirdness about it in Christianity and churches because people are weird. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God will never make you do anything against your will. He will not violate your will. When I'm preaching... And all of a sudden, 
you say in your heart, that's exactly what I'm going through. That's exactly what I need. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's the presence of God who knows exactly what you're going through, when you're going through it, what you're facing. Some of you sense the presence of God when you pull on the property every week. You, you just sense it. Like your car literally hits the pavement and you're like, we're here. Peace is here. Joy is here. Strongholds have to bow. Fear has to bow. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Bible says that, that God is omnipresent. It means he's present everywhere at the same time. And I can't explain all this. Can I just tell you, I can't explain everything, why he feels so close when we gather together, except for the fact that scripture tells us that he shows up when we lift him up. Except for the fact scripture tells us that there is unity and there is power when the body assembles, when the body unites, the presence of God drops in the room. Y'all ever been to a club and had the beat drop? Some of y'all were like, yeah, last night. <laughs> We's at Broad Ripple. <laughs> I'm talking about the presence of God dropping. Because the presence of God changes everything. You can't remain the same way when you walk in, when the presence of God shows up. You, you don't, you know, without the presence of God, I'm nothing more than a motivational speaker. Without the presence of God, this band is just entertaining us. But with the presence of God, everything must change when God shows up. When you step into his presence, things that are not like him come off of you. Chains break in his presence. Fear bows in his presence. Nothing can remain the same in his presence. It's like this, I came in here a drug addict, but I don't even have the desire to go back because I've encountered the living God and he's broke every stronghold over my life. For some, it's, I, I used to deal with, with bitterness and anger because of the hurt of my past and my childhood, but the, the presence of God changed everything for me. Someone said, I used to want to go out and party all the time. And I thought, this is the only life. This is the best life. But then I experienced the presence of God. And I realized there's no high like the most high. Someone said, I used to have unforgiveness in my heart from that childhood abuse. I used to have unforgiveness from that person who hurt me 20, 30, 40 years ago. But then God's presence came in and helped me release them. The presence of God is what we need in this place. It's the kind of presence that you walk into and you just start crying. and don't even know. What's going on? You, 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 you sense him and some of you are new to church and you're, you're new here and there, you don't have any church background really and, and, and you didn't know what it was and you didn't know the feelings, the little goosebumps that you had when they sang that song, but it was the presence of God. And some of you are like, man, I don't even know why I came to this church, but the first time I came, I just felt something drawing me and I just, I can't stay away. That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. And I really don't, I'm really not interested in doing church without his presence. And some of you have been to churches where there's no presence. It's dry. It's dead religion. 
And the reason you're here is because you feel his presence. The reason you're here is because he draws you. His reason you're here is because every time you come here, you're changing. You can't remain the same in the presence of God. It's the kind of presence that brings a healthy conviction. Not one that makes you feel bad, but one that shows you the possibility of what you could be. Hmm? In his presence, that conviction that causes you to say, God, I I don't want this in my life. I'm tired of going down this path. Take this from me and give me what's best for my life. That's why I love Romans chapter 2, verse 4. It says, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Goodness, goodness. His presence is good. His presence is good. We can come into his presence and maybe we had a bad week and maybe we struggled and maybe we fell short in sin but it's the goodness of God when we're in the presence that leads us that leads us he doesn't say son daughter get on down the path you dirty old rotten sinner no he leads us he leads us down the path of repentance because he is good he's good and his presence is good some of you've been coming here for a little bit and You're just like, I didn't know what it was. Did they put THC in the vents? I just feel something up in here. That's the presence of God. We're not vaping up in here. His presence is good. His presence leads us to turn from our hurts, hangups, and habits. He's a good God. He leads us. He walks with us. I love that. I love that he walks with us through our shortcomings. I love that he walks with us through our shortcomings. I love that he walks with us through our shortcomings. That he doesn't leave us like some preachers told us. Like some people painted God to be. That he leaves us. He's mad at us. He wants to beat us with a baseball. I'm glad he walks with me through the valley. When I'm suffering. When I'm struggling. When I, when I miss it. I'm talking about the kind of presence that invades your teenager that's heading down the wrong path. And causes them. To want God and want to serve on the team and want to be a part of like some of the teenagers I see around here wearing those shirts and serving and here early and staying late. That's what the presence of God will do for your young person. That's what the presence of God will do for your kids. Raise them in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from the faith. Oh, they may veer off, but they they ain't got no choice but to stay in God's house. It's the kind that takes your broken marriage and begins to heal and mend the hurts and scars of the past. It's the presence of God that comes in and a hundred different people could get something different out of my message because the presence of God tailor makes the word for you. He tailor makes it. I have people every week say, man, that was really good what you said. And they'll repeat something. And I'm thinking, I never said that. I kid you not. I kid every week somebody tells me that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking to them personally and where they're at and what they're going through. Only he can do that. Hmm. I feel a preach coming on. And I just realized this. I'm not going to worry about it getting spooky or weird. It's not the Holy Spirit that's weird. It's people that are weird. I'm worried about not having his presence because God, if you're not here, if you don't show up, we're sunk. We're closing up shop here. I don't know how some churches do it. I don't know how they do it. I need the presence of God. You need the presence of God. Our worship team needs the presence of God. Every person that's serving needs the presence of God on them. Why are they smiling? Why do they look like they have the joy? Because the presence of God is on them. Why is our church growing? The presence of God is here. 
He's here and you can't remain the same. This isn't a club. This isn't a movie theater. We are the body of Christ that invites the presence of God to invade every space and every place and do whatever he needs to do. This is a hospital for the hurting and broken. There's an urgency here. This is the ER room. There's an urgency here. We don't have time to play games and patty cake. We got a broken, hurting world to reach. And we need God's presence to heal. We need him to show up. We need him to show up. I love 2 Corinthians 3.17. For the Lord is the spirit. Wherever the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Wherever God's presence comes, freedom comes. Just get in his presence. Well, I'm struggling. I went back to that old life. Just get in his presence. Just keep showing up. And when you fall down, get back up and keep showing up. Keep showing up and keep showing up. And don't give up. I want his presence to fill every spot from the parking lot to the lobby to every classroom to every hallway. We need his presence. God, would you fill this place with your presence? Here's the thing when it comes to brokenness. God and only God can be the gap filler for your brokenness. God is the gap filler. And I've taken you on this journey to get to this point right here. So lean in. God has this supernatural way of taking all the pieces of brokenness of our hearts and our lives, our minds, and putting them back together again. He and only he is the one that can glue it and make it whole again. And what he does, he takes something that was a mess and makes it beautiful and calls it a beautiful mess. There is this Japanese art called Kent Suji. I pronounced it right because I studied it last night. (laughs) Kent Suji. And what they do is they take broken pottery, broken pieces of plates and pottery, and, and, and they gather all these pieces from all different types of pottery. And they begin to put it back together, but it's, it's not normal the way they put it back together. It's this ancient tradition that someone started way, way back, and they take actual gold, and they begin to lay it, lay the broken pieces with gold, and butt up the next piece beside it, and make these beautiful pottery, these beautiful plates, because they believe that once it's inlaid with gold, that it's actually more beautiful than it was before it was broken. These plates and pottery go for a very high price. They are looked at something that has value. They are very valuable and they are in museums and and art shows all over this country. And it doesn't look like much. It doesn't look like, man, how could this be so valuable? Someone seen value in this. Someone seen Beauty and broken pieces. They believe that the brokenness is the very thing that makes it beautiful and that the scars that are visible give the plate or pot its beauty. And what I've learned with God is this. He's not trying to put you back together to erase all your hurts and wounds. See, God's not intimidated by your past. Maybe you had an abortion, maybe you cheated, maybe you lied, maybe you steal, maybe addiction. 
maybe secret sins, wrong kind of living. God's not trying to hide all of that, any of that. As a matter of fact, he says, you're beautiful, not despite your brokenness, but because of your brokenness. Because of your, and I want to put you on display. I want to put the brokenness, the story of your life on display. It's almost like God wants to fill the gaps and the cracks and the broken places so he could show you and I off to the world and say, look what I did in his life. Look what I did in her life. Look what, how I healed their marriage. Look what I did in that family. Imagine what I could do in your family. Imagine what I could do for your kids. Imagine how I could change your mind, change your heart. If I did it for them, I'll do it for you. See, your brokenness is to be on display. The only way your brokenness can be on display is when you allow God to fill the gaps. He is the ultimate gap filler. And we try to fill the gaps with a lot of different things. But we got to allow God to fill the gaps. Come up here, guys. I got some help today as we wrap up this message. Because I truly believe that when God's presence comes in the room, nothing. Someone say nothing. Nothing nothing remains the same. Nothing remains the same. I want to talk to you about a few people up here that have encountered the presence of God and their lives have been completely changed, rearranged, set on a new course. This is Jason. Everybody say, hey, Jason. Jason had never had a personal relationship with Jesus until just of recent. He went all his life never encountering God just in, what, last six months. Six months. God has radically changed his life. Now listen, listen, listen. Listen. It wasn't religion that changed him. It wasn't a church name that changed him. It was, his words, the presence of God in this place changed me and caused me to realize that, now listen, listen, Jason, nicest guy you ever meet before he came to Christ. He's still nice after, by the way. Before you came to Christ, this guy do anything. He's that guy. He'll help you move. You know, when you got that guy who helps you move like 20 times, like he's the guy. Nicest guy ever. But he didn't have Christ. Not, would do anything for anybody. Call him up. Yep, I'll drop everything. I'll do it. But he didn't have a relationship with Jesus until he stepped foot in this place. He, seen what, he said, man, I see all these. He's a Taylor grad, by the way. He's one of my buddies. He's a little older than me, just a few years, though. We'll just say a few years. And uh, he's seen all the Taylor people putting stuff on Facebook. He said, man, I got to go check this out. What's going on over here? He came in, and one touch of the presence of God changed everything for him. Changed everything for him. We have to tell him, Jason, you can't serve every service. Like, Jason, settle down. Like, we know you love to give. And, you know, he's like, well, what can I do with the church? I I got a mower. Can I mow the lawn? Sure. (laughs) Saved us $60 a week. You know what I mean? Just things like that. When the presence of God comes in, it changes everything. When the presence of God comes in, it changes brokenness from the past, past relationships that he had. He came into this place broken, and God began to heal the wounds because of the present, his presence. 
See, when God's presence comes in the room, nothing can remain the same, church. I want you to give it up for Jason. Everybody say hi, Michelle. This is a powerful story, how God can break addiction. 12 years old, started cocaine, heroin, meth, all through her life, in and out of jail, had meth labs, all this, had kids taken away, lost her job, lost her house, lost four kids, lost everything. Let me tell you what God did just recently. How long has it been, Michelle? A year. She walked into this place broken. And she said, God, I'll give you my pizzas. That's all I got. Lost everything else. Because of addiction, I lost it all. But here's what I have left. And I laid at your feet. She laid it at his feet. July 7th, someone's going to throw a party for her because she reaches one year being sober. One year. Someone's going to throw a party. Somebody. Somebody's going to throw a party. One year. One year. Come on. Come on. That's what the presence of God can do. That's what he can do. Thank you, Michelle. Nathan, come here. This guy, one of my high school buddies, and all he's known since the age of 11 is addiction. And about 15 years ago, he went real deep. He went real deep into a world he'd never been in before. He encountered the presence of God in a jail cell. A jail cell. The presence came in a jail cell, just like it did with dad. This church wouldn't be here if the presence didn't invade that jail cell in Lima, Ohio, and call this man to preach and bring him to Kokomo, Indiana. My God. He got out of jail and he said, I'm going to one person, Jacob Burgott. He looked me up and he came here and he looked the first Sunday scared out of his mind. He's like, I don't know what this is, man. What's this fuel thing? Are you guys pouring something on me? Like, what's, what do I do, man? What do I say? How do I act? I'm like, chill out, bro. People just like me and you. And the presence of God invaded brokenness invaded his mind, set him free from addiction, gave him a new hope as a father, gave him a new outlook on life. And yesterday he celebrated a hundred days clean, a hundred days clean, a hundred days clean. Come on. My God. Only God can do this. Only God can do this. Only his presence can change us. Only his presence can change us. Only his presence. Say, why do we need the presence of God here? Because of stories like this. Now, we could go around to a lot of you. Similar stories. 
But when I was on my way to church today, God said, give Nathan this $100 bill to celebrate 100 days. I give you, I love you. I believe in you. He told me after the first service, he said, man, with your permission, can I give that $100 bill to Joey for Valley of Grace? And I said, you do whatever you feel God tells you to do. I was obedient to do what I was supposed to do. That's on you now. This right here is my twin brother. Why are you laughing? I don't see color. I'm colorblind. I love this guy. Close friend of mine for almost 15 years. God connected us out in New Jersey. And we have kindred spirits right away. Boom. Connected to our family. It's been such a blessing to our lives. And when we told him, we were called to move back to Indiana to launch Fuel Church. He cried. A lot of tears were shed that day. And then about two months later, three months later, he came to me and he said, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm supposed to go with you. And then it was a roller coaster for about two years. His faith was being challenged. His obedience was being challenged. He would come and fly in. He traveled a lot. And loves concerts. <laughs> he would fly in for the weekend, fly back to New Jersey for about, what, a year? Two a little, years. two years? For two years you did that? Two years. And it was the presence of God in this place that caused this man to leave his family, to leave everything he's known born and raised in New Jersey, to leave the church that he was raised in. It was the presence of God here that spoke to him one Sunday when he was here and said, it's time for you to pack your bags and come. It's time for you to step out in faith and come. Little did he know that that bold step of faith, little did he know that God would provide a job making more money than what he was making in New Jersey. Little did he know, little did he know that he would find healing for the brokenness of a divorce that he went through. Little did he know he would find it right here. Little did he know that he would be running a production team and creating an atmosphere for the presence of God to be invited for thousands of people to find Jesus. Love you, man. That's why we need the presence of God. He changes everything. I want you to hear this. Right now we have a young girl, Brielle. She's at Valley of Grace out of this church. We sent her, you sent her, giving to missions. We were able to sponsor her out to go down there. 17-year-old girl, I know her family's here, and with their permission, I'm going to read this letter. She's writing to her sister, Brianna. She says, I got the shirt after our phone call, and I loved it. The Hope Dealer shirt. They're going crazy down there in Mississippi at the House of Grace over the Hope Dealer shirts and the podcast and all the girls and guys are huddling together listening to them. And just a beautiful story how fuel's impacting people miles away. And your letter made me so, so happy. Everything you said is so true. 
He definitely prepared us for this season. I was fighting the devil so hard before I got here and still continue to do, do that some days. But the more I allow God to guide me and, and, and listen, to, listen to him, the less I fight the devil. Strongholds are broken and I've been made free. Cannot wait to run up and hug you on graduation day. The dance team dances at the graduation, so guess you'll see me performing. It's me. I'm on the dance team. I have zero rhythm. (laughs) But when you're performing for Jesus, what matters? Tomorrow is my first performance, and I don't think And I don't think I have the chance to get baptized here, but that's totally okay because I would love to do that at Fuel. Maybe I could even speak my testimony there, just a thought. The services here are great. We go to a different church every Sunday, and it's been super cool to experience different uh, church every Sunday, and and, and it's been super cool to experience different types of worship. We went to one church called Mosaic Church, and it felt just like Fuel. I didn't care for the service, but the setup was really cool honesty. I'm so excited to come back to fuel. I will be coming back to Indiana for a while. I miss my nephews so much. It made me cry what you wrote about them. God is preparing me to be the aunt, the sister, the daughter, the friend I was meant to be. With the faith of a mustard seed starting out, so many new doors have begun opening up for me here. Mountains are moving, and I'm extremely blessed to have you in my life. I'm so happy to hear you like the song, Reckless Love. It's the first song I heard arriving here, and it moved me so much. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you gave yourself away. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. I've been on fire for him since I got here. I love you to the moon and back. Can't wait to hear back from you. P.S. Fear is a liar. Your baby sister, Brielle. Brielle, 17, found an addiction. Brielle, 17, had to be forced on the plane to go down to this rehab. Brielle, 17, who is free by the presence and power of God. Brielle, who is on a new journey because of people like you. So I don't know what brokenness you have. I don't know what it's like in your family. I don't know who's addicted in your sphere of influence or in your house. But I do know the presence of God can change everything. And I do know that this new season for our church... Is all about the broken. It's all about filling this place, every seat, with broken people and people who are willing to do something about the brokenness of others. I do know there's people out there today that you've been trying to fill the gaps, and you can't. You've been super gluing everything to try to hold it together. It'll never work. God is the great gap filler. Allow the presence of God to fill your gaps. I'm praying that God would fill this house with a beautiful mess. The people would come in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. People who are hurting, lost, searching. 
people who've given up on life, given up on God, given up on church. But they come into this place and experience a true, a living, and real God that can put their life back together. Today, many of you in here, you're the ones broken. You've identified with some of the things I've talked about. I want you to know that you're in the right place. I want you to know that not only is God for you, but we're for you. And that we believe in you. So what do you do now? You let God fill the gaps. Quit trying so hard to fill the gaps with other things and other people and other relationships. And you allow God to fill the gaps. You hand him your broken pieces. You say, God, I have no idea how to put this back together, but I believe you do. So here, take these pieces and make a beautiful mess. It's always amazing how God heals our brokenness when we hand him all the pieces. And some of you have just been holding on. Can't let it go. It's too deep of a wound. It's too hard it's become your crutch it's become your lifestyle and God's saying hand the pieces to me let me make a beautiful picture a beautiful mosaic of your life and put it on display for others to see who would have thought that their broken pieces would be on display for everyone to see And how many lives are attached to them? And how many stories are going to come out of their story and your story as you allow God to fill the gaps so he can put you on display for the world to see the beautiful mess, the beautiful mess that he's made out of you. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball, you've taken some wrong turns, you've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, And the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. In Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.